gifts and powers. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He has spoiled or stripped of his weapons. Amen. Would you open your Bibles today with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 5. And tonight we will have a worship experience. And it's designed really for the whole family. It starts with the kids. But before it's all over, after the youth choir is done, we're going to have an interactive worship experience. And I'm going to, I'm going to teach a little bit. And then we're going to worship a little bit. And I'm going to teach a little bit more. And then we're going to worship a little bit more. And our goal is just to get in the presence of God tonight. And I know you will want to be a part of that service. These Sunday nights have been really exceptional. They're very special. The touch of God upon them. Today, 2 Samuel chapter number 5. And I'm going to start with verse number 17. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold, and the Philistines came also. Verse 19, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless, everyone say, without doubt, deliver the Philistines into thy hand. And David came to Baal Perazim. And David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. Verse number 22 And the Philistines came up yet again. And spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them. And come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee. To smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded. And smote the Philistines from Geba. Until thou come to Gezer. I am speaking to you for a few moments. This lovely Sunday. On this subject. Waiting on the wind. Waiting on the wind. Let's lift our hands. And let's pray together. Father we thank you Lord for your word. We pray that the living word will preach the written word. I ask you, God, to give me strength to speak. Give my voice, O oh God, the clarion sound of truth that will deliver us, O oh God, from every adversary that comes against us. I bind every resisting spirit in Jesus' name. We pray for demonstration of the spirit of God with power. And we pray, Lord, that you would cause us to see as you see understand our future our destiny as you do in jesus name everybody say in jesus name turn around to two or three people and say i bless you in the name of the lord and then you may be seated this was an explosive time for the nation of israel they had been defied they'd been divided and now, finally, 
the long war between the house of David and the house of Saul was finally over. They were no longer divided in their interests. They were not divided politically. They were not divided uh, in any way in Israel. All of the elders had embraced David and said, you're bone of my bone and you're flesh of my flesh. What they were saying is, we're going to accept the prophetic word that was given over our nation. We're going to embrace it as a word from God. For seven years, David was just king in Judah over one tribe. While the rest of the tribes were still letting the jury be out on whether he was legitimate or not. And a lot of times, God does something. There are the early adopters in the church that pick up what God is doing. They, 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 they embrace the prophetic immediately. But then a lot of people sit back and wait until they can see whether it's legitimate or not. I'm going to tell you something. Anything that flows out of the Holy Ghost, we don't need to be afraid of. And the Bible says to prove all things. I always ask people when I pray for them to be healed, how do you feel? Is your pain gone? Are you, are you feeling better? And when they say, I'm feeling better, I can say, that's what the Lord just did right there. Because I realize it's not something that I fabricate. It's not something that I create. It's something that comes as a result of God honoring his promise. If they don't get what they need from God, I say, let's pray again. Because the promise is still available to you. And so I want you to understand that if you need time to watch, you can watch. But there will be a point when there'll be enough evidence that's mounted that you'll finally say, you know what? I think this is for real. And that's the point when you need to embrace it. And this is exactly what happened in Israel. They saw that was on, what was on David was real. It was a transformational anointing. And so all the tribes came together in unity. And at that point, everything inside of David that he was destined to be was finally given permission to operate. There was no more limitations. There were no more hindrances. Now he could be the king that Samuel said he was ultimately supposed to be. And when this happened, it was a release of potential in David. And it was an unlocking of the potential of Israel. And together, it created a momentum that was just explosive. They moved from Hebron, and they went to Jerusalem. They took the city. They, they turned around the entire identity of that city, made it the city of David, and David became, it became his capital. There was then a, a, a house that was built for him. God sent messengers and cedar trees and carpenters, all kinds of resources to him from his neighboring, uh, from his neighboring kingdoms, the kingdom of Hiram. And they helped David so that he could uh, build him a house. It was the favor of God in his life. And the Bible says David perceived that God had established him, not for his own sake, but for the people's sake, he had been established. And so he realized this was a God thing. What we are understanding here at the church triumphant is that what's going on right now, this explosive environment of praise and worship, of feeling the crisp presence of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon all of us, people getting baptized, people receiving the Holy Ghost, more and more new families becoming a part of our church. 
All of this is by divine design. It is the Spirit of God that is drawing. It is the power of God that is moving. It is God releasing the potential of the people. It's God releasing the potential of the pastor. But all of this is because it's His kingdom and He's the one that's doing it. He is establishing us because He wants to establish His kingdom in the world. It's not just because we're smart or you're cute or or somebody over here has got a talent or a gift. There's a lot of smart, talented, beautiful people that are out there. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's because the anointing of God is being poured out in this generation and it's finally time to see the full measure of grace that is available to us. No more limitations. No more boundaries. It's always, it's everywhere. It's triumphing with Christ. Let's clap our hands and let's thank the Lord for that. So when the house is established, it's natural that there's going to be sons and daughters that are born. And so there were twice as many children born to David in Jerusalem than were born to him in Hebron. Twice as many. And so this speaks of multiplication. God is not just adding to our church. He's multiplying our church. I believe it's very easy for us to see within a year that we could have twice as many people here as what we have right now. Because this is the kind of explosive energy that is here to bring us into a season of multiplication. Now we understand that when they started to multiply, just like we've started to multiply, that there are adversaries that come to try to challenge what we are doing. And so the Bible says that the Philistines heard that they anointed David. They understood the principle. Somehow the enemy knew that when David was anointed by himself, it was potential, but it wasn't really a threat. But when the people anoint what God anoints, they realized that was, that was a combination that could be uh, lethal to them. They realized that this was a serious threat to their borders. They understood that that kind of energy, that kind of momentum, that kind of unity, that kind of togetherness, the people anointing what God anoints, that meant that nothing was going to be restrained. And so they better do something to try to shut it down before they really understood what it was they had just tapped into. As is often the case, our adversary picks up on who we are before we do. Our adversary picks up on the power that we have before we pick up on it. Our adversary understands our potential to do damage to his kingdom many times before we're even ready to go to war. And so a lot of you have been through some things. A lot of you have had some resistance. A lot of you have had to deal with some opposition in your life. But as I preached a couple of weeks ago, there is a God that understands exactly where we are. And he was saving up the resources. He was saving up the power for just the time when they needed it most. David went down and prayed and said, God, I need some help. I need to know whether I should go up and fight with them. And if I do, will you deliver them into my hand? And God gave him a word. I will do it doubtless. In other words, you don't have to have a doubt in your mind. The victory is yours. Everyone look at your neighbor right now and say, without any doubt, the devil's got to go out. 
without doubt, (laughs) you've got the victory. No hesitation in your spirit. No question when you're defending your position. When you're defending what God has done for you. You know what David said? This is my time. This is my city. This is, this is my breakthrough. This is my moment. And I've got a word from God. And he said, without doubt, I'm going to win. And so when he went out to fight, the Bible says the Lord just broke forth. He broke forth. And it was like God got there before he got there. Amazing. And so they had a breakthrough experience. Everyone say a breakthrough experience. How many of you ever had those moments in your life where you were up against something and you held on and you believed that God could do it? And when you got a word, that was the the last little bit of assurance that you needed to stand your ground. But you said, I'm going to stand my ground. And in the face of all of that adversity, there was a little tremble in your step. There's a little question in your spirit somewhere deep down. Is it going to happen? Is it going to come through? Now, I know I got a word and I'm not supposed to doubt it. And I don't really doubt, but I'm just, I'm still trembling. And then, boom, the breakthrough comes. And there's an exhilaration and excitement. How many have ever had a breakthrough in your life? How many know how awesome that is when there's a breakthrough in your life? How many are thankful for a breakthrough? If you're here today and you still need a breakthrough, I came to tell you, you're still in the right house. You're still in the right place. God is still giving breakthroughs to people. Amen. But this was not the final battle. This was establishing them as a force to be reckoned with. This was sending a message to the adversary, we're for real. This was them defending their position. This was them being in a defensive pose. And so when they went out to defend their position against the Philistines, God broke through and something happened. They felt a current and an energy. Uh, they, felt, uh, they felt the power of God. And, and, and David said, God was here before I got here. He already prepared the way for me. The Philistines didn't much like that. So the Bible says they came yet again. And so we've had our breakthrough moments You've had a lot of breakthroughs around this place. But then there is that that tightening up again. You feel the ratcheting up of the pressure. You feel the restriction trying to come back. You have the question mark of whether you can sustain this level of intensity. Can you sustain this level of unity? Can you sustain this level of anointing? Can you sustain this amount of growth? Can you keep perpetuating at this level on this, on this amount of, of, of provision that's coming? Are you able to handle another, another wave of opposition? And God says to David, David, you've already proven yourself. I've already showed you that you can win when you're in a defensive posture. But you're going to, you're going to win this battle once and for all with the Philistines. You're going to let them understand that this is not like it was in the days of Saul. They tormented Saul his entire life. For 40 years of Saul's reign, the Philistines dogged him. He was eventually killed in a battle with the Philistines. But God was wanting to send a message to Israel. And he was wanting to send a message to the Philistines that they were in a new season. That they were not going to have to keep dealing with the same adversary over and over and over again. 
They weren't going to have to keep defending the same ground. Keep defending the same position. Keep reaffirming all the same things over and over and over again. But God wanted to do something thorough to make them the dominant force of their region. To make them the dominant kingdom of all the other kingdoms that were around them. And so he says, David, you're going to win this one from a position of rest, not from a position of stress, not from a position of, of, of being concerned or being alarmed. You know what I want you to do, David? I want you to go in behind him with stealth. I want you to go in behind the trees. The trees will be a good camouflage for you. They won't even know that you're there. David, I want you to just position yourself there and then just wait. Just wait because I am going to give you a victory today. I want you to wait in the mulberry trees. Now, the mulberry trees were trees that if you were to pass through them, they, they, they could make you hurt. There was pain associated with them. The, the, the briars that came off of them, these particular trees, that there was a lot of pain. And so he says, I want you to position yourself where you used to feel the pain. I want you to position yourselves in the mulberry trees. And I also want you to be aware that I understand your pain by where I'm positioning you. You see, this is what the adversary does. He tries to hit us where we're vulnerable. He tries to hit us where we've already hurt before. He tries to come back to the places that are still, that are still festering in us. But you know what God said? I'm going to do such a thorough work. I'm going to take the very thing that the enemy used to destroy you. And I'm going to use that very thing to give you the victory. I'm going to take the pain. I'm going to take the hurt. I'm going to take the setbacks. I'm going to take the disappointment. I'm going to take the shame. I'm going to take those times of embarrassment. I'm going to take all of that. And I'm going to use that. I am aware of what you have been through. I gave you the victory once, but now I'm going to turn the tables on the adversary and he's never going to be able to mess with you again. This is going to be a thorough work because you're not going to be on defense anymore. You're going to be on the offense. He's not going to determine the tempo. You're going to determine the tempo. You're n- they're not going to decide where the battle is fought. You're going to decide where the battle is fought. They're not going to determine the time. You're going to discern, d- determine the time. And so this is what God is speaking to us right now. He wants you to breathe this in. What we are experiencing and what we're going through is not a fluke. This is not a flash in the pan. This is not a shooting star that just makes a big shine in the sky and then fizzles out. This is not something that's just going to last for a few weeks or a few months. God is wanting to put something in the heart of this church. God is wanting to put something deep into the foundation of your faith. That you said, devil, I'm just going to make it really, really plain. We're here to stay. We're not going away. What God has done for us, it's going to continue. This is just the beginning. This is just the starting point. And I am going to operate. I'm going to function, not from a position of stress about my adversary. I'm not going to get alarmed when I see an attack or I see him stretching out the battle again or trying to resist us again. You know why? I've already been through that before. I had the victory then. I got a breakthrough then. And the same God that gave me the breakthrough then is going to talk, is going to teach me how to function in every battle. And he's going to give us the victory every single time. 
I am not going to operate my life constantly afraid of what kind of retaliation hell might bring upon me. No, no, no. Hell better be afraid of what kind of retaliation I'm going to bring upon him. I've already had my pain. You've already had your pain. We've already had our season. We've already been through our trouble. This is now a new day. This is a new hour. This is a new season. We're a church with a new identity that God has given to us. And we are sending a message to hell. We are the church triumphant. This is our identity. This is who we are. We will be victorious because Jesus is victorious. He won the battle. He stripped the enemy of his weapons and he's inviting me to triumph with him. Does anybody understand that we don't just have the victory but we're going to keep the victory. We don't just have the anointing. We're going to keep the anointing. We're not just going to defend our position. We're going to keep taking ground. We are going to be the ones that are on the offense. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise right now. And so just breathe it in for a moment. Just just breathe. Just relax. Look at your neighbor and say the power that God's given you. It's not going away. Look at your neighbor again. Say the victory that God's given you. It's still yours. Say hell can't have it. The breakthrough that you got from God. It's yours. Hell can't take it away. The land that you just took in the spirit. That place that God just gave you. It's yours. It's ours. I'm not giving it up. I'm not losing this. Because it came from God. It belongs to me. It belongs to you. It belongs to us. It's been sealed by covenant, folks. It's backed up by the word of God. It is, shadow, it is overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. It is God's own nature and character that is behind this. The only way it could fail is if God himself could fail. And God cannot lie. He cannot fail. And he cannot change. I am the Lord and I change not. That's what the scripture says. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And once you step into this place, I believe once we step into this arena, all of the preparation, all of the years of prayer and fasting, all of the teaching, all of the development, all of the maturing and all of the seasoning, it gets us to come to a point where we can finally say, we are here. And once you get there, this is the difference between a good church and a great church. It's the difference between a, a, a little bit of revival and a pattern and a, and a lifestyle and an environment of revival. We are creating something here. God is going to do something here that's never been done before. There are going to be things that are going to happen in this church. There are going to be things that God is going to do here that haven't been seen in this generation. This is a time of visitation. 
salvation. This is when God said, just wait on me and watch and see what I'm going to do. You've seen what your adversary can do. He said, David, now I want you to sit and see what I'm about to do. And what I'm telling you is that I'm sitting here with a smile on my face. I know adversity is coming. I know the enemy is going to challenge us. I know there's going to be people that are going to talk about us. I know there's going to be stuff. It's not always going to be easy. But you know what my posture is? I'm just sitting here with a little smile on my face knowing I'm not in this battle by myself. I'm not fighting this thing by myself. I'm not doing this all alone. God said if I would just wait a little bit, he'd show up and he'd show out and he would reveal his mighty arm and his stretched out hand. And what I'm telling you is that if we will just have confidence in God, if we will just have an assurance in our heart of who we are and where we are, I'm going to tell you something. God is going to show up. He's going to turn it around and he's going to reveal things that the enemy's never seen before. He's got weapons too. He's got resources too. There are armies that belong to God, the hosts of heaven, the angels of the Lord. And guess what? They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And so God, God wants you to wait just a little bit. He doesn't want you to get in such a hurry. He doesn't want you to get anxious. He wants you just to take a moment, take it in. And the more you look at your adversary, the smaller he gets, the weaker he gets, the less skilled he is. And the more you see the superiority to the strategies that God has. He said, when you hear the sound of a going, not in the bottom of the tree, somebody rustling around the bottom, but in the tops of the trees, you're going to hear the sound. And when you translate this in Hebrew, it means the sound of soldiers marching. He said, I'm going to give you the sound of soldiers marching in the trees. What I'm letting you know is that there might be an army on the ground, but there's also an army in the heavens. There might be a visible army that's standing around you, David, but there's an invisible army of angels that I'm going to send into this ar- into this battle with you. And you're going to hear them marching through the trees. When you hear them coming through the trees, you're going to realize that what, you, what could hurt you can't hurt them. Those mulberry trees could hurt you, but it can't hurt them. And the army that's fighting with us, it's superior in every way to every weapon that the enemy would bring against us. And God is saying, I've got a resource. I've got an army that I have given to you and it's at your disposal and you're not going to fight alone. Touch somebody say, you're not in this fight alone. You've got to realize regardless of what the doctors say, you can look around and you can say, well, this is all I've got to be my support group. But if you'll close your eyes and if you'll wait on God, he wants to put you in a position where you can say, no, you're not battling this by yourself. I've got an army of angels that are here to help you. Well, I've got a financial issue and I don't know what to do about my financial issue. This is all the resources that I have. This is all the people that I have. Close your eyes. Wait just a little bit and see if God won't show up and put some put some wind in those trees around you and cause you to understand you're not fighting alone touch somebody say you're not fighting alone 
Whatever adversities in your life, it might be health issues, it might be finance, it might be something going on in your family, it might be a spiritual thing where you're, you, you had a great breakthrough, but now you feel a little bit despair. Depression's trying to creep back into your life, and Satan's trying to tell you you're not, you're not going to have any more victory. That was all that you're going to get, just that little bit that you had, that's all you're going to have. Something in your spirit has got to say, uh-uh, I'm not fighting this thing by myself, I'm Standing here waiting, waiting on God to just touch because when he shows up, it's all going to change. Do you realize that God made the children of Israel invisible? They never knew. The Philistines never knew what hit them. (laughs) They came from behind. the, The trees rustling. Now watch this. I love this. When the sound of the going came in the trees, it created stealth for the armies of David. That the noise in the trees masked the sound of the armor. It it covered over the sound of their weapons as they're pulling out their swords. As they're... they're hammering on their shields and running into the battle. As they're about to scream, "Ah!" they just hear the wind blowing. That's all the enemy hears is the wind blowing. And folks, when you get up to fight, you're doing everything you know how to do. But all the enemy hears is the wind of the spirit blowing. All the enemy knows is that there's a sound that's coming and they don't know how to respond or how to react. You can't fight the wind and you can't fight God. And what God is saying is I'm turning this thing around and when he went after the Philistines David smote them and I studied how far he went 20 miles he chased his adversary and he never came back he sent him a message it's over buddy you better not try this again you better not even try to come across this border this victory is a final victory it's completed it's won it's over because the wind is blowing. The angels are with me and God has given me the victory. Would you stand to your feet right now? Hallelujah. 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 I want you to stop right now and I want you to say, Lord, I trust you. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Lord, I trust you. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to allow my enemy to set me back. You gave me a breakthrough. I'm going to keep it. But I'm not going to live in fear of retaliation. I'm going to be on the offense. I'm not going to be on the defense. I thank you, Lord, that I'm not in this fight by myself. Right now, Lord, I give this battle to you. I trust you in Jesus' name. Now, I just want you to worship the Lord. I'm going to speak a word of faith over your life right now. Father, by the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus, you've authorized me to speak this word today because... It is your promise to us that you're going to show up in an even greater way than what we've already seen. I thank you, God. You're going to turn our circumstances around. You're going to make us invisible to our adversary. 
where he will not even be able to attack us anymore in the ways that he has in the past. I thank you, Lord, that you're posturing us now to win. You're positioning us for perpetual victory. And I speak that word of faith into their lives right now. I speak that word of deliverance and breakthrough into their life right now. And I pray that there would be a permanence to their faith, a permanence, oh God, to their position, a permanence to all of us here today to know, God, that we are not fighting this battle alone, that you are about to show up. right you're here today you've got a circumstance you've got a situation I don't want to be I don't want to just sound like a tin can and use words that you've used before I don't know any other way to describe it something something that's threatening to you something that's challenging your position in God challenging your faith Challenging who you are and the breakthrough that God's already given you in your life. That's challenging your promise. That's trying to challenge your ability to move forward. If that's you today, all God needs is for you to be a, have a little bit of courage. This is the step that I want you to do. If you want to bring somebody with you, bring them with you. But you have to get out from where you are to make a statement. Okay? This is not to embarrass you. This is for you. It's not for me. It's for you. That when you say, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to come in behind this thing. I'm going to see it from your angle. And I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you that your strategy works. Your ways are above our ways. Your thoughts are above our thoughts. I believe you're going to sh- you're going to show up for me. I'm going to trust you with if that's you today and you're ready to, to make that step I'm ready to trust you God with my situation step out right now come on step forward please come and stand come and stand that's right come and stand don't be embarrassed don't be afraid come on you've got something you know that's it you're coming you're coming it's beautiful keep coming putting a calm confidence in you right now. God's taking away the anxiety now while you're walking, while you're coming. The fear is going away. Thank you, God. Keep coming. Are there more? Are there more? These altars are almost full, but are there more? Keep coming. It's beautiful. (laughs) Oh, God, you're awesome. I love you. There's nobody like you, Jesus. like to happen. There's still a few more. Those of you that are still in the pews right now, if you see somebody up here that you say, I want to be with them. I want to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. And I want to support them while God 
is about to do a work in their life. I want you to step out and find somebody that's up here. Go ahead and find somebody to support, someone to stand with. We're going to pray in just a minute. Find somebody. I'm going to stand put my hand on their shoulder. Come alongside of them. Let's find somebody to agree with today. today the wind is going to blow you don't need to be concerned he said when you hear the sound he didn't say if you hear the sound he said when you hear the sound he said if you'll position yourself if you'll get where I want you to be you'll hear it it'll come I just want you to take a moment and breathe I want you just to get your posture just right I want you just to soak it in right now. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. The wind's about to blow. And when we hear that sound, the current of the Spirit is going to carry us. And we're going to win. Are you ready? Let's pray together right now. Father, we are surrendering ourselves to you. We are yielding ourselves to you. You know this situation. But I'm giving this situation to you that we'll win it your way that it will come your way that your strategy is going to work that your plan is right and it's perfect Father I thank you that while I wait you're working it out that while I wait you're already sending armies Father I thank you that my moment of breakthrough is not going to cease just because I've had some opposition but Father I thank you today In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now reach over. Pray the prayer of faith for your friend, for your brother, your sister, your family member that's standing next to you. Believe with them right now that it's happening. 